This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome to the show and thanks for listening. I have ADD and as far as I'm concerned, it's a myth that you outgrow it. I haven't yet, and time isn't on mine or ADD's side. The inability to focus for a prolonged period of time can be very aggravating. It seems to me the challenge of food insecurity has suffered because we've been too attention deficit in our dealings with it. We haven't focused on it and it alone, as we should and are now doing. The next step for us in Michigan, if we want to be the first state to create food security, is to focus. Every one of us at every level should starve our distractions and feed our focus when it comes to food insecurity. There is so much good being done, it is sometimes overwhelming to all of us. However, many efforts are unfocused, and yet few things in life are more frustrating than the inability to see clearly. If we focus on food first in all of our endeavors, private, professional, volunteer, employers, employees, and ask the question about the priority of food in all of our efforts, watch out for a major cultural shift in our state. The results in all the areas I mentioned, education, health care, and workforce development and retention, would be staggering and insanely positive. Now, the anti The antithesis of this is also true. If we do not focus on creating food security, we will continue down the frustrating road of not seeing the desired results that move the needle on the challenges we are facing. Let's think about the economic impact of solving hunger and creating food security. Simply, food is cheaper than prescription drugs. Education about what to eat and how to prepare it is cheaper than hospital stays. You get the idea. The cost of solving this problem on the front end versus solving it later makes so much economic sense, it seems too good to be true. I could go on and discuss behavioral issues, juvenile crime, domestic violence, gang relationships to food security, and a host of other issues. But suffice it to say, food first in people's lives solves a multitude of problems and removes a cascade of social ills we currently suffer from in our society. To focus is to concentrate. Dedicate attention, resources, and energy on a specific catalyst that will bring about the desired result. And that catalyst is food first. I want us to focus like never before on food first. Write out the word focus in your mind. On a tablet or a piece of paper. F-O-C-U-S. Got it? You see, when you focus, you follow one course until successful. And that focus for us, my friends, is food first. Jerry Brisson, our thought leader and candid visionary, joins me after this commercial break to help sharpen our focus here on Food First Michigan.
Welcome back to Food First Michigan, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here in the parlor of the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. And we are at the Detroit Regional Chamber Mackinac Policy Conference with our friend, partner, and, uh, you know, I don't know how we would do this work without you, Carl. So Carl Bonarski, president at Michigan Farm Bureau. So welcome back or welcome to Food First Michigan. Well, it's great to be here, Phil, and uh, it uh, it's an honor to be part of this program. And uh, you sent a great message across the, the state of Michigan that uh, is well-deserved uh, well and uh, very well in need of being heard. Thank you very much. Well, you know, we Jerry and I started uh, Food for Thought about two and a half years ago, and you guys believed in Jerry and I and our mission of changing the conversation about food insecurity, and you came right alongside of us, and now we're... Uh, you know, I, I say Food for Thought was the show, but it was really the award-winning show, right? That's exactly right. And, and I mean, I think there is a moment of uh, gratitude from us to you. You know, you were one of the people that said, yeah, I think you guys can do this. And we got an excellent excellence in broadcasting award this year from the Michigan Association of Broadcasters for the show um, and for the way we do the show. And, and the, the, the truth of the matter is we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, for you and, and uh, Farm Bureau uh, really having faith in us and believing in what we're trying to do, which is having a food secure state. Well, the thing is, though, this lines up with our company very well. We are an agriculture company. We are an insurance company. We are here to... Uh, to not only uh, support uh, our mission, but it fits with what we want to do with, uh, with the food security. When you talk about food first, you know, everyone should right. be able to have a meal in front of them, not worry where that next one is coming from. And we've got it trending the right way. I mean, five years ago, we were at 16.2% of food insecurity across the whole population. And this year, we're down to 142 So that equates to about 35 to 40,000 people who are no longer food insecure. Mm -hmm. So this partnership, you know, we say all the time that solving hunger starts in the field. It doesn't start in a grocery store. I mean, God bless the grocery stores, but it really starts in the field with our Michigan farmers. Well, it's uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you take it all the way through from, uh, from uh, the agriculture producers out there that uh, may have excess supply of product and don't have a way to, to get it to the needy. You know, there, there's ways to help, uh, help that uh, facilitation happen. And that's where uh, you've seen our insurance company uh, pony right up beside and say, hey, we can help that. We've seen the agents charitable fund that was created within our companies and our right. agents that have ponied up to that and say, hey, let's see if we can help uh, alleviate that problem. And they wanted to start solving it in their communities. And they have already donated a refrigerated trailer to us. And, Jerry, where's that trailer at right now? <laughs> well, I can't tell you right this second, but I can tell you it's being used all the time to distribute mostly our, our uh, milk, right? Yes, our milk. Uh, but, but we're also, you know, those kinds of resources are so critical because if we're going to grow, it's the kinds of things you need to address, right? right? We got to have those those vehicles on the road. They're putting on a lot of miles. They're reaching a lot of people, and across the whole state, um, our intention is to grow until the problem is solved. Now, you don't just grow. It's not just additive, right? You're trying to do things not just more but better. So you're growing and becoming more efficient. They fight each other a little bit always, but you're you're looking at both those things and then working with the state, working with partners like you, and working with all the food banks to make the best of every dollar that we have. And, of course, that's always our goal, and we're so, like I said, grateful to have this combination of partnerships that enable all the things we're trying to do. 
So that's what I'm, you know, that starts in the field. And you guys, I think, particularly at uh, Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan, Carl, talk about relieving people of stress. I mean, wow, this whole economy and this whole up and down we've had the last few years within it, you guys are there to kind of help remove that stress from their lives as well. And you being a farmer yourself, um, talk to us a little bit about what that life's been like. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. I am a farmer. I am also the president of the family of companies. So uh, I have a unique opportunity to see uh, the products being produced, but then also the need to get some of those products to uh, the people in need. Mm. You know, it, it would be great, Phil, if we could have uh, 100 companies pulling in and trying to do the same thing. Right. I mean, there's more. There's room for more uh, companies to to help out in this effort, and we don't need the recognition. What we are trying to do is help a problem, and that problem is the food insecurity that we have in this in this state. Let's uh, let's see what we could do from the farmer's perspective, from a company's perspective. Put those two heads together and just do the right thing. Well. You know, my mentor says everything rises and falls on leadership, and I believe that. So the character and the care that flows out of the family of companies at Michigan Farm Bureau, I think, flows from the leadership from you and from your board of directors, which are all farmers as well, and uh, they are living the life. They're providing food for, and I just don't know why Michigan couldn't be first to create food security statewide. Well... Uh, Phil, I give you and Jerry a lot of credit. You you have brought this to the forefront. You are the spokespersons. You are the ones that are driving this effort and moving this this uh, this movement to uh, not only identify it but actually taking the steps forward to uh, to alleviate it. I mean, your work that you do is just tremendous out there in the field. And uh, uh, what more can we say? Because if you weren't doing this, where would we be? Right. Where would that void be filled? Yeah. So thank you for the well, job thank, you do. Thank you. Well, I have to say, too, you know, that Jerry and I appreciate you guys believing in us and for the show. And um, we, we started Food for Thought to change the conversation about food insecurity. We feel like that, that that's, that has started and is occurring regularly. So we wanted to rebrand to Food First Michigan because, as you said, you know, it's if you really want to be successful in early childhood education or you want to be successful in workforce retention, it's got to be food first. Well, absolutely. And, uh, and, and that, uh, that message is being sent out there. I'm excited about how you're uh, perhaps doing a little rebranding of yourself and uh, taking that next step forward. Uh, it, uh, you got to get, you got to be creative. And, uh, right. I see that you're doing that and it, uh, it's only getting better. So uh, if there's anything else we can do, we're more than willing to try to help out wherever we can. And uh, it's it's a problem that, uh, we yes, absolutely, we like to be worked out of a job here. Right. So, Jerry, they're setting the pace for us as far as other companies and corporations. Here we go. So it's like a, a challenge to everybody else, right? That's right. That's right. We like that challenge. I think people want to see this problem solved, and I think we will see this movement continue to grow. Well, Carl, thanks for being one of our first guests on the new rebranded Food First Michigan show. And thanks as well, always for being our friend, our partner, and most of all, our sponsor for this show. Well, thank you very much, Phil. And it's, it's great to be part of a great cause, like I said. And uh, uh, it's just a wonderful uh, relationship we have together here. And uh, like I said, we're, 
we're not done yet. We have a lot of stuff to do to, uh, to make sure this problem goes away. He's Carl Bonarski. He's Jerry Bassan. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. Jerry and I will be right back in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back. It's Food First Michigan, the Food First News Hour. And our guest today is uh, Senator Pete McGregor here in the parlor at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. So, Senator, welcome back to Food... Well, what was Food for Thought is now called Food First News Hour, Food First Michigan. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been on your your broadcast, your show, uh, one other time. Right. Uh, I don't know, maybe about a year ago, year and a half ago. And uh, thank you for inviting me back. So, I must have... Uh, I must have done well to get invited back. I, I, there's no doubt you did. You did perfect. I and, mean, uh, people are clamoring. That's the way I read it, right? Like right. we just keep getting calls. You gotta have get Pete back on. Get, get, like, oh. have, have Senator McGregor back. So here we're we're uh, we're back with our fans, and uh, you're back with us. So we thank you. So in all in all seriousness, um, we want to say thank you. Uh, that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on. Um, I think there's few statesmen that have stood in the gap the way you have for the people who are struggling with uh, food insecurity across our state, not just in your district, but really across the state. And your support of our programs and our partnership with the state of Michigan, um, you've really been front and center for that. And so I think on behalf of the entire Food Bank Council of Michigan Network, uh, the words of thank you just don't seem to weigh enough because we feel like we we are so blessed to have you that believes in us so much. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I don't do the work. You do the work. So I want to thank you. It, it was uh, Dr. Phil who pretty much introduced me to what you do maybe four, five, six years ago. Right, yeah. And, uh, boy, it, you did a good job because it, it struck a... a critical nerve at least in with with me and in my role as a state senator or state representative before that it's the programs that you run that you promote um, how you're tying those uh, that have the need with those that can provide right. the services um, sounds simple and I know it's not right but uh, your passion is is just it's, it's awesome and and it's I love to hear you speak. I love to hear you talk about everything is so positive. And, um, you know, in my budget that, that I'm in charge of, of working on each year, the Department of Health and Human Services, there aren't all a lot of positive parts to it. Right. Um, but when we, we talk about feeding America. Right. Or feeding Michigan. Um, boy, the news that I get from you each and every time I see you and we see each other, you know. Right two or three times uh, a month, it's, it's always good news. Well, we're making a great progress, and we couldn't do it without the partnership. That's the truth. In fact, Jerry can really speak to that from the ground level. He's the CEO of uh, Gleaners Community Food Bank in Southeast Michigan, where, you know, really if we solved or created food security for the entire state, except Jerry's service area, 
43% of the people who are food insecure would still be food insecure. So there's a lot of work to do down there. And mass, the, one of the line items that the senator is a champion of, certainly benefits gleaners and the rest of our network so much. And I know we're going to talk about uh, the return on investment of mass, and I know that's a, a pretty powerful number. But I want to talk about another aspect of our work, and that is we try to provide a consistent supply of food every single month. We don't like to see peaks or valleys in anything, not in protein, not in produce, certainly not in the in the healthiest food we can get, and some of the best tasting food, which is right here from the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. right. And so Mass connects those dots, and they really give us access to produce throughout the year. And so those dollars are how we can make sure that the people we serve have a steady and consistent supply of the foods that help them the most. And when you connect that to health and human services, that's a big deal. And you know the challenges in, in the healthcare world and some of the things they're trying to grapple with in terms of lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine if for a third or more of the year you didn't have access to that fresh produce because it just wasn't available. So, I mean, it's it connects a lot of dots for us, and I know that you've, I mean, how many resolutions has, has uh, I mean, how, how do you know how many? Yeah. I do. So we have an advocacy day on the cap at the Capitol every year, and uh, it's called the Hunger Solutions Day because we really do believe that we can create a solution here. And uh, the gentleman who always sponsors the resolution to, uh, you know, to recognize that day as Hunger Solutions Day in the state of Michigan is our guest, Senator Pete McGregor. And so for, for the last four years in a row, he has sponsored that resolution. That's the easy part. We want everybody to be self-sufficient, right? Mm -hmm. That's the goal. We want everybody to not need us and not need you guys and uh, be able to kind of fend for themselves. And so we've published the self-sufficiency standard that kind of lets us know what size family living in a anywhere in Michigan, what do they need to not need us? And all of the offices across the, the legislature have that study. And I know in your office, Patty gets excited about it very, <laughs> very much. You know, like, oh, this is how much is needed for a single parent with a preschooler and a school age in our district. And how do we help them earn that much and not need the rest of us? Yeah, we, we get phone calls every day from, from the people I represent. And to have this information very helpful in, in making our decisions or recommending uh, where to get resources. Uh, it's so critical. Uh, and, and you talked early, Jerry, about, about return on investment, uh, which is huge for the Department of Health and Human Service budget. Right. Because there are so many hand, hands that are in need, um, and you wish you could fill them all, but... You can't, and so you, you have to judge on, okay, what's the return on investment to, to the taxpayers and, and, and making sure that, that um, we don't have that food insecurity right. is, is key. And, and the results that, that your organization provides me, again, it's, it's one of the easier parts of my budget. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, a, um, it's an opportunity here because hunger is one of the issues that unites us all. You know, I, I've been doing this for a little over five and a half years at the Food Bank Council, but I was obviously involved in this work in international settings, and I don't know anybody, never met anyone anywhere that wants hunger to win. Right. 
Yeah. And so I want to introduce uh, Representative Angela Whitworth to the conversation. So we thought this was going to be a really fun segment. We still do. Because, Angela, you're uh, in the House of Representatives, a first-term elected. Welcome to Food First Michigan. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's great. nice to meet actual Senator Pete McGregor, too. <laughs> you're famous. So, in our world, that's the honest truth. It's true. I've heard a lot about you. Thank you. Very kind of you. Well, I think that you two, when we thought about, you know, House, Senate, Republican, Democrat, um, and here you are both with such great passion and belief in us, too, for this work of creating food security. And so um, we've heard from Senator McGregor. And, um, and so, Angela, tell us why this means so much to you, particularly in your first term, Representative Whitworth. Tell us how why. It's one of the priorities. I have 20% of my district that is food insecure, and we need to solve this problem both with children and with seniors. And in, by 2025, we're going to see a shift in population where people above 65 will have more population there than we will with children. And there are people that have to make decisions on whether they can pay for their rent or pay for their heat much like Senator McGregor said, and, and we don't have to do that. We have more than enough. We're the number two, our number two uh, business in the state is agriculture. And the, the bill that I co-sponsored, uh, giving a tax credit to farmers so that they'll take the food out of their fields versus letting it sit there mm -hmm. and give it to food banks, could help solve this, this problem that we have. And I want to work with you and the team, with Jerry, um, to make sure that we solve this issue. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that you know, makes me get up in the morning is folks like you two. I mean, cause it is hung, hunger is an issue that unites us. None of us want to see it succeed and rob the future from our kids. We on Mackinac Island talking a lot about workforce development and early childhood education. And you know, our message and why we rebranded the show is because it's food first folks. Mm -hmm. And you know, if they're not well fed, they're not well read. It's true. <laughs> Can't happen. One of the first schools I worked with 20 years ago um, was a school that every child, they didn't eat after their lunch on Friday, and that's when it all started. And then I met both of you, and I, and I, I can see that we are going to solve this. I've heard so much about Senator McGregor, and I have great respect for the work that you've done for the Food Bank Council and for all the food banks in the state. I appreciate it. And it is, um, as a former school board member, it really does touch my heart to see these kids that um, we, we pack we pack backpacks for them. And we've been meeting recently to see if there's right. any way we can rescue food at schools and get right. it out to the family so that there's food on their table over the weekend. And it's exciting to me to see that we're, we're moving forward. It, it, there's a lot of hard work being done. And, and it, my role is to make sure I remove whatever barrier there is that mm. continues the success that, 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 that you have. Again, I don't do the work, you do the work. You guys, your organization, the way you deliver the services to the state, you should be thanked, uh, not me. It, it's, the, well. the, again, these are easy decisions for me for, for that has been for nine years. So right. um, it, it, it's, um, I just wish other organizations within my budget worked as well as, as, as your organization. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Jerry, last word about this very unique and powerful partnership. Well, I, first of all, I'm just going to say, really, I get the last word? <laughs> um, 
You know what? It I'm is, living on the edge. <laughs> I guess so. So, so I think thanks is probably the most important word. I think that when we look at what it's going to take to have a food secure state, it's these partnerships that are going to make it happen and continuing to bring awareness to it. And as you said, make sure that as we continue to make progress, we're reporting that progress. We're letting people know, as you said earlier, Senator McGregor, that when you talk to Phil, there's always good news. We have to keep telling people there is good news because you cannot build a movement and sustain it without progress. So Food First and why we're rebranding the show, and this is the first Food First. I can't think of a better pair of people to be on this first Food First show. It's rolling off okay. Uh, and because of the commitments you're making and continue to make to really put Food First so that everything we do gets amplified. Every success gets amplified when we put Food First. Just let me know what I need to do. Thank you, And Senator. then I'd be more than happy to, to help out how I can. I agree. He's Senator Pete McGregor. She's Representative Angela Whitwer. There are um, champions, partners, and uh, friends who believe in this great mission of creating a food-secure Michigan. Thank you both for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Food First, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everyone. It's Food First, Michigan, here on WJR. Jerry Brisson and I are in the parlor of the Grand Hotel at the Mackinac Policy Conference, and our esteemed guest today is the Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist. Sir, thank you for being on Food First, Michigan, and is, one of our first guests. It is really great to be here with you. Um, this, is a, this is a fantastic honor, and we could talk about something very important. So thank you. So it's, it is, it, thank you. Well, it's, it is, so I've been around um, a while. I got a lot of gray hair here, and I've been around a lot of administrations, uh, state government, and, and I don't think I've ever seen a team of you and our governor on the road with Michigan people. I've never seen another administration. You are with our people, our Michiganders, somewhere every day and if you're not you're talking to them on the phone <laughs> well i i appreciate you saying that and it's an important value that governor whitmer and i share it's the fact that governance is a full contact sport we need to go and meet people where they are in their community they did their job by participating in the political process now it's our job to go meet them in their community, listen to what's important to them, and then design policy solutions and, and create infrastructure that actually responds to those needs. And so that means and it requires that we are out on the road as much as possible. And, and you know, I enjoy that part of the job. I know she does. And, and we think that it's important for us to be successful. Right. Well, it's a leadership principle we talk about here on our show quite often, Jerry, and that is you got to help people where they're at, not where you wish they were. Well, and the other thing that we're really, really um, uh, prioritizing is changing the dialogue about people in general from, you know, people who are needy to people who are worth investing in. And you can never learn that if you're not among the people that you're trying to represent. And that's true for food banks as well. If we're not among people and listening to them and hearing what really amplifies their life and what makes a difference for them, then we can't craft the right solutions, even around food insecurity. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we're inspired by the fact that we see you on social media with people all the time. Absolutely. And, and I mean, it, you know, reporting up and out 
is is so critical to to have integrity. Well, let me, let me share two things, at least what informs my, my experience in this. One is something the governor actually referred to during our announcement when we signed the bill to reform car insurance earlier today. She talked about how in the state of the state, she mentioned the shared human and family stories mm-hmm. of myself, of the Senate Majority Leader, the Senate Minority Leader, the Speaker of the House and the House Minority Leader, talking about we are all family people um, and we all care about and love our kids and our, and, our, and our families. And that's something that connects all of us. And it's in that common humanity where we can find a foundation for a working relationship if we remember that about right. each other um, more so than any sort of ideology. Right. The second thing for me is, so for the, the, part, the second part of my career after being a, a software technologist was I was a community organizer. And, and, and community organizing, again, that is something where you need to go and meet people where they are, listen to them, and also recognize right. the fact that people who are directly impacted by public policy or by the lack of smart public policy mm-hmm. They are also the people who are closest to the solution to the problems that they face. They have the best ideas and the best, um, um, you know, perspective on how to implement these solutions. And so I care about that very deeply and respect that perspective. And and it's my job to go and seek it out. And that's why the governor and I are governing in the way that we are. Well, I should have invested in the company that supplies you guys as tires. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are the road warriors, I'm telling you. And I love that. I really do, because it, it really reveals your heart. And we were just talking with Director Gordon from uh, yes. DHHS, and, and I shared with him, you know, to, to really lead in this world today, you need three qualifications. You should have the mind of a scholar, the heart of a shepherd, but you better have the height of a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a challenging job, and um, I appreciate that uh, we had uh, the governor on the show and she talked about the the aspect of having a uh, director of food security yes and uh we're really excited now i know we got this little challenge called a budget process to get through and we're working our way through that and and um but we've you you your team's coming together uh your hearts are there your heads are there and unfortunately we all might have to have the height of a rhinoceros on occasion (laughs) but uh we're thankful for your leadership and the emphasis that food security plays in your in your thought processes. Well, we, we appreciate that very much. And, and food security is important because we, we think about what are all of the, the elements or the potential things that can push a person into poverty. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to do like a sound public policy helps to remove or eliminate those things that, that eliminate the barriers between people and and emerging from poverty. Yes. And so, you know, food security is something certainly is at the core of that. And ensuring that if we can address that challenge, if we can solve that, if we can eradicate food insecurity for every child and every family in the state of Michigan, that unlocks a level of educational opportunity, oh, of man. creativity, of productivity that we cannot even imagine or begin to measure. And so it's really important to us, and that's why you see this this reflected in the priorities in our budget, um, that we want to create that infrastructure to enable the people of Michigan to be their best selves and live their you know best lives here in our state. Well, that's our work. That's We want to take hunger off the table, replace it with access to healthy, nutritious food. And, you know, honestly, our food banks across the state are creating turnkey solutions for that health care and in education. I mean, we think about it all the time. You know, third grade reading level by third grade, if they're not well fed, 
they won't be well read and and we've known that for many 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 years and i i think probably the biggest evolution in our work now is not just that we're distributing more pounds of food but we're thinking about how to do it in the best way possible for the people we serve so again you know one of the things that's a reality in our world is people have to make appointments to get food but 40% of the people don't make their appointments mm-hmm. why is that Well, it's because life happens. And when you're living in poverty or living close to poverty, there's a lot of things you have to manage day after day after day. And so if you have to go to work because, hey, your boss called and said, I know I didn't need you to work, but now I do, you're going to miss your appointment. And people don't think about, well, those are the reasons why people miss their appointments. But it is true. Or I got a flat tire. I got to get that fixed, so I'm going to miss my appointment. So we know we need to think about how do we create access in a way where people can drop in when they can. And I just put that out there as a concrete example of when you listen to people and you learn what their challenges are, you find solutions that work better. And that not only helps them more, but it saves money. Well, and and to to talk about that even a, a little more tactically, I mean, you know what would really help someone being able to make an appointment? Reliable and affordable public transportation. Yeah. Right. So can we make investments in our communities um, that will lead to, to to that being available and then all sorts of things being accessible, including healthy food options and choices? We've also seen interventions around this this notion of missing appointments for things. That's something that cuts across a lot of different sectors, whether it's making your appointment to pick up food from from gleaners or forgotten harvest or whether it is making your court date. And we've seen interventions that are very simple that include sending people text message reminders the day before their appointment or two hours before their appointment that have made the no-show rates decrease by as much as 85%. And so there are types of interventions that we can that we can implement both in terms of policy and in terms of program as well as infrastructure that can help address some of these issues to again lead to the eradication of that inequity or at least put us on a path toward that. Well, and I think even about, you know, we think about work requirements, you know, it's one thing to uh require work, it's the other thing to incentivize it. Yeah. And so those are some of the policy questions that we're trying to share about with our uh, leadership and legislative leadership, particularly because we know from our self-sufficiency standard that at $13.50 an hour, uh, all food benefits are gone. And so they become more dependent on our network. And so we want to make sure that work supports really support work and stretch across that wage scale. And, of course, our big dream here is we want to take on the federal poverty measure Mm -hmm. because, you know, I mean, what do the woodworkers say? Measure twice, cut once. And if you're measuring wrong, it doesn't matter how how many times you measure. It's not going to fit. You're still going to cut wrong. (laughs) Right. So the federal poverty measure, you know, is a a measuring tool that is inadequate and, and doesn't really tell us so. You know, these are big dreams that we have, and I know you and your administration and the governor's administration, y'all are big dreamers as for what could life be like Absolutely. for us. If we're, if we're not here to dream big, if we're not here to think big, then we don't need to be here. I mean, the, the opportunity that we have been blessed with by uh, the voters and the people of the state of Michigan is now to go and govern and lead and build solutions and make things happen for people. Everybody who is now a lawmaker in Michigan is there because they won an election. Now that that is over, we have a responsibility to lead and the government and to work together. And so we want to do this on this issue and on a whole host of others. Well, that's a great partnership. We've got this thing trending the right way. We want to keep it going. 
And uh, between the state of Michigan, our corporate uh, workers and, and co-workers and sponsors and uh, the Food Bank Network, we, we think it's a unbeatable, a very much a winning combination. Jerry and I'll be right back to wrap up the show in just a few moments. We're back here on Food First Michigan. Jerry, this is our third year to record in the Grand Hotel at the Policy Conference. What are your thoughts about this year? Well, I see the people coming around to see who we've got. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we have some awesome guests. We have some very influential people. And as we're building a movement to make food first in Michigan, right? Food first Michigan. We're, these are the people that the community needs to see, that mm. influencers need to see, are interested, involved, and active in making food first a reality. So I feel really good about it. I I think it's amazing what we've been able to accomplish in terms of how many people are now talking about the significance of food first and why this has to be a regular feature of this policy conference. I like it. I like it. Well, let's wrap this show up from the Grand Hotel, and here's a little food for thought. The power of focus is a catalyst for positive change, which is the true test of leadership. It was Steve Jobs who said, focus and simplicity. You have to work hard to get your thinking clean and make it simple. But it's worth it because simple combined with focus moves mountains. Make no mistake, that's what we want to do here. Food First is a simple concept that focuses us on one thing that creates positive change in people's lives can have almost immediate effect. That is why we are so focused on this message of Food First, Michigan Food First. Check out our website and subscribe to our podcast, as you might guess, at foodfirstmi.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next week when our guest will be Chief Executive Officer Scott Pickett from Michigan Farm Bureau. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.